Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Uh, so we are, oh boy, we are in the home stretch. Today is December 1st, and we literally only have 10 episodes left of the letter B. What, what, what is going to happen? What, how, how did this, how, what is going on here? Who, what, where, when, why, and how? Okay, the first word, we are at the top of page 168. The first word is busy, B-U-S-Y, second form, verb from uh, before the 12th century. To make busy, synonym is occupy. That was transitive, now we have intransitive. Synonym is bustle, as in small boats busied to and fro. And that is a quote from Quentin Crewe, C-R-E-W-E. Next, we have busybody, one word, noun from 1526, an officious or inquisitive person. Oh, yeah, we know lots of busybodies. Next is busy work, one word, noun from 1910, work that usually appears productive or of intrinsic value, but actually only keeps one occupied. So you're doing a lot of work, but it doesn't actually mean anything, and it's not beneficial in any way um you know it's kind of like this podcast next we have the word but b-u-t uh there are five forms of this word the first one is the longest this is a conjunction uh let's see wow there's lots of etymology uh from before the 12th century 1a except for the fact that uh, yeah, we've seen other conjunction, other words like this that have very strange uh, definitions. Uh, but, but you know, obviously, if you were to replace the words except for the fact... Uh, did I say that in there? It doesn't say that. It just says except for the fact. Um, so if you were to replace that with the word but in a sentence, it would make sense. Uh, and there is an example. So, uh, again, the definition is just except for the fact. And then the example is would have protested, but that he was afraid. I just have to say again, some of these examples are super weird and not really the way that people speak or write. I mean, obviously, somebody wrote this, so it, it makes sense, but that that's not a typical example. I think for some people, that example makes it more confusing, actually. But, ah, see, I used it. I say but a lot. Uh, so if we were to replace the word but with the definition... The quote would now say, or the example would say, would have protested except for the fact that he was afraid. Uh, it almost makes more sense that way. Uh, and then we have 1B, synonym is that, and that is used after a negative, as in, there is no doubt, but he won. Uh, yeah, I would probably say there is no doubt that he won. I think that makes more sense. Uh, 1C, without the concomitant that. And as in, it never rains, but it pours. It never rains without the concomitant that it pours. I don't know if it, that makes as much sense. Uh, 1D, if not. Synonym is unless. I would love it if they give an example. 1E, synonym is than, T-H-A-N. As in, no sooner started, but it stopped. No sooner started, but it stopped. And then if we replace the word, it says, no sooner started than it stopped. Which, neither one really makes sense to me. Again, don't, I'm not a big fan of these examples. Uh, and then this one is not often in formal use. Now we have 2A. On the contrary, on the other hand. 
and a synonym is notwithstanding. And this one is used to connect contra- uh, to connect coordinate elements, as in he was called but he did not answer. Yep. Uh, also, as in not peace, but a sword. That is peace, as in world peace. Uh, we would like world peace. Um, and then sword, like the stabby, stabby sword. Not peace, but a sword. A sword. Now we have 2B. Synonym is yet, Y-E-T, as in poor but proud. Uh, now we have 2C, with the exception of. And this is used before a word often taken to the subject of a clause, as in none uh, we're uh, missing my line. None the brave deserves. Oh, none but the brave deserves the fair. And that is a quote from John Dryden. And we have a couple phrases, but that, and the synonym for that one is just the word that. And I think I said that three times in that sentence. Uh, and that one is used after a negative, as in there is no doubt, but that it must must be done. There is no doubt, but that it must be done. If, it's, if the synonym is that, why would you put the word but in there? Uh, and then we have another phrase, but what? And uh, the example, oh, let's see, the definition says that dot 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 not. Uh, that ellipses not. And this is used to indicate possibility or uncertainty. As in, I don't know, but what I will go. I think people don't use this form of but as much anymore okay let's look at the etymology old english bhutan it's a preposition and a conjunction which means outside or without or accept or accept that akin to the old high german buzan which means without or accept akin to the old english b which means by or ut which means out and there's more at the words by and out all right now we have the second form of but it is a preposition from before the 12th century. 1A, with the exception of. Synonym is barring, B-A-R-R-I-N-G, as in no one there but me. I feel like this one makes much more sense to me. The, the conjunction form of but, it doesn't fit in my brain. And I think that, like I said, I don't think it gets used that way much anymore. Uh, and then for 1A, it says compare to the 2C definition of the first form of but, which I will read to you now, which says without the concomitant that. So it's uh, similar to that one, I guess. Now we have 1B for the second form of but other than, as in this letter is nothing but an insult. This letter is nothing other than an insult. Number 2A and 2B are both Scottish. Uh, So 2A, the synonyms are without and lacking. And then 2B, the synonym is outside. I would love examples of those in perfect Scottish language. Uh, Now we have the third form of but. This is an adverb from the 12th century. One, synonyms are only and merely, as in he is but a child. Again, this is a much more old school way to use the word uh, number two is Scottish. Synonym is outside again. Number three, to the contrary, as in, who knows but that she may su- succeed. It feels much more poetic uh, when you use but in this way. Who knows but, th- but, I can't even speak. Who knows but that she may succeed. Number four, 
is used as an intensive. There's no actual definition. It's just use, used as an intensive, as in get there but fast. I kind of like that, that way to use it. I don't know if I'll remember how to do that, but I will try. Uh, number four, the fourth form of but is a pronoun from 1556. That not. Also, who not. That not, who not. As in, nobody but has his fault. And that is a quote from Shakespeare. Uh, I just love that definition. That not or who not. And then the fifth form of but is a noun from 1724. It is Scottish, and it means the kitchen or living quarters of a two-room cottage. And boy, howdy, do I want to see an example of this, because that's crazy to me, and I love that I am learning new things. Uh, So yeah, that's cool. Now we have the word butadiene. Butadiene. That's it. Butadiene. B-U-T-A-D-I-E-N-E. Noun from 1900. A flammable, gaseous, open-chain hydrocarbon, C4H6, used in making synthetic rubbers. And next is butane, noun from 1875, either of two isometric flammable gaseous alkanes, C4H10, obtained usually from petroleum or natural gas and used as fuels. (coughs) I was speaking so quickly because I knew the sneeze was coming. Okay. Um, now we are moving, moving on to butanol or butanol, B-U-T-A-N-O-L, noun from 1894, either of two flammable isometric alcohols, C4H9OH, or is it, well, see, why is H in there twice? Wouldn't it be H10 or does the H come, are they not connected? How does that work? I never thought about that. Uh, anyway, either of two flammable isometric alcohols, C4H9OH, derived from straight-chain butane. Next, we have butch, B-U-T-C-H, adjective from 1941, one notably or deliberately masculine in appearance or manner. Number two, closely cropped, as in a butch haircut. Again, as uh, similar to one that we had not too long ago, Maybe don't call somebody butch if they don't want to be called butch. But if they want to, go. that's fine. Uh, butch is also a noun, and butchness is a noun. How much butchness do you have? Does it matter? No, it doesn't. You be you, be happy. Uh, and then this is probably from the word butch, which is a male nickname. Uh, now we have the word butcher, first form, noun from the 13th century, 1A. A person who slaughters animals or dresses their flesh. They're not dressing them in coats and pants and skirts and hats. That would be silly and ridiculous. No, they're doing something much different. Uh, 1B, a dealer in meat. 2, one that kills ruthlessly or brutally. Yes. Number 3, one that bungles or botches. And number 4, a vendor, especially on trains or in theaters. Hmm, they call that a butcher? I wonder why. Uh, this is from Anglo-French Buc, B-U-C, which is a he-goat, probably of Celtic origin, akin to the Middle Irish Bock, B-O-C-C, which is also a he-goat, and there's more at the word buck. 
Uh, I'm watching a very adult show called The Boys, and one of the characters, his nickname is The Butcher. Is that his last name, now that I think about it? I think it is. Uh, Now we have the second form of butcher. This is a verb from 1562, and I think it's just transitive. One, to slaughter and dress for market, as in butcher hogs. Two, to kill in a barbarous manner. Or is it barbarous? I think it's barbarous. Number three, synonym is botch, B-O-T-C-H, as in butchered the play. And next is butcher bird, two words with a hyphen, a noun from 1668, any of various shrikes. Well, it's some, that's some sort of bird, I guess. S-H-R-I-K-E-S. All you birders know what a shrike is, but I sure don't. And lastly, we have butcher block, two words, noun from 1967, a block made with thick strips of usually laminated hardwood, as in uh, no, not as in uh, butcher block with a hyphen is also an adjective. Uh, yeah, I guess they just need a big, strong uh, block of wood to do all their cutting. Uh, so we had busy, busy body, busy work, but, 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 butadiene, butane, butanol, butch, butcher, butcher bird, butcher block. Um, let's see. Well, I think I'm going to pick busy work as the word of the episode. I don't know why. Um, I guess I think I've mentioned this. I know I've mentioned this. I like keeping busy. I like doing things. So I, I probably end up doing things that are considered busy work. But most of the time, I think I'm pretty good at avoiding busy work. I think I do things that are semi-practical, even though, you know, podcasts like this don't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Um, so maybe they could be considered busy work. But, you know, I don't think they are because I'm learning I am actively learning from doing this, and I hope that you are too. So I don't think this is busy work, but, you know, sometimes sometimes you just need a little busy work to keep yourself busy and sane and uh, just do something. Right? Right. Happy December, last month of 2020. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Uh, okay, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.